Welcome to the Partcast series, episode 55, part 2, examining the relationship between childhood maltreatment and adolescent cannabis use. The Partcast series brings evidence-informed child welfare practice to life by highlighting literature reviews from the Particle Archives. This Partcast examines the relationship between childhood maltreatment and cannabis use in adolescents. When looking to the literature as part of an evidence-informed practice, it is helpful to have a question in mind that will inform your search and support your critical decision-making. A research question should be unbiased, guiding you to access and critically analyze information that may be both in supportive and counter to what you hope to find. This is one of the key tenets of evidence-informed practice and critical to ethical decision-making. This review of the literature is guided by the following research question. Is there an association between childhood maltreatment and adolescent cannabis use? Existing literature is clear in linking adverse childhood experiences with substance use in adolescence and adulthood. The landmark Adverse Childhood Experience, ACE, study in the United States began in 1998 and is widely recognized for documenting a connection between detrimental experiences in childhood and subsequent adult health outcomes. One key finding in this study is that individuals who experienced four or more types of adverse childhood experiences were at a 4 to 12 times greater risk of developing alcohol or drug use problems. For more information, see the research review entitled Trauma and Substance Misuse in Adolescence, Weaving a Web. Emerging research is continuing to address the questions surrounding cannabis use, especially given its popularity and ongoing legalization in some regions of North America. As caregivers and practitioners in child welfare, it is of particular interest to us to understand the potential link between the experiences of abuse and neglect and subsequent cannabis use. We can use this information to support youth to reduce harm and to address emotions and experiences in different ways. For more information on cannabis in general, see the research review entitled Adolescent Cannabis Use, Impacts on Cognitive Functioning. Childhood Maltreatment and Adolescent Cannabis Use FAQs. Is there an association between childhood maltreatment and adolescent cannabis use? Are these two experiences related in some way? When we are seeking to explore whether there is an association, we are looking to better understand whether and how these things are related. For questions about association, the top choice in research methodology would be correlational studies, randomized control trials, or systematic reviews. These methodologies and statistical tools can provide information about the relationship between things or experiences, also called factors or variables. The research in this review uses the methodology that supports our understanding of a correlation or association between childhood experiences of abuse and neglect and adolescent cannabis use. Measuring Cannabis Use FAQs What type of cannabis use does the research measure? Is all cannabis use the same? Does it matter if cannabis is used daily versus once in a lifetime? A key challenge in reviewing the literature, regardless of the focus or question, is the use of different measures to capture the same experience. Utilizing different measures makes it more difficult to compare findings. With respect to marijuana use in the reviewed literature, the following measures were reported as classifying participants' cannabis use. Never used 
who are adolescents who reported never having used marijuana in their lifetime. Ever used, who are adolescents who reported use in the past month, year, or day. Cannabis abuse or cannabis use disorder. Participants were considered to have a cannabis abuse diagnosis if they positively agreed with one or more of the four following cannabis abuse criteria as outlined by the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, DSM-4 or DSM-5. Similarly, they were considered to have a cannabis dependence diagnosis if they endorsed at least three of the seven DSM-4 or 5 criteria. Examples of these criteria include the use of cannabis to improve mood, disinhibited cannabis use, cannabis use first thing in the morning, blackouts or criminality related to cannabis use. Most studies also captured information about age of onset of cannabis use. The research studies included in this review did not differentiate between types of cannabis products used or methods of ingestion. Measuring Childhood Maltreatment FAQs Does the research include neglect in measures of child maltreatment? Is abuse only counted in the research if it is substantiated? Similarly to the measures for cannabis use, research studies ranged in the sensitivity of the measures used to capture childhood experiences of maltreatment or neglect. For some of the reviewed research, a broader set of criteria to capture these experiences was the result of secondary data use. The information the researchers were analyzing had already been collected in a larger national study. It is helpful for researchers to have access to large data sets, but sometimes this is at the cost of being able to choose precise questions and measures used. Previous studies highlight that there is a dose-response type of relationship between adverse experiences and substance use. The greater number of traumas experienced, the more likely the use of alcohol or other substances. This suggests to us, as consumers of research, that the more sensitive measures of childhood abuse and neglect will provide a richer understanding of the association between cannabis use. Following are brief descriptions in the ways that childhood abuse or neglect was captured in the research review. One study defined any, at least one, experience of sexual, physical, or emotional abuse to be considered maltreatment. This measure is not as sensitive as others utilized in the research, as many would hypothesize that one experience will likely not have the same impact on an individual as recurring experiences of abuse or neglect. All other reviewed studies use some type of measure of frequency of specific child maltreatment experiences, typically classified by age. Study participants reflected on and reported experiences of supervisory neglect, physical abuse, and sexual abuse prior to grade 6. These responses were scaled from 0, or never experienced, to 5, or which is experienced more than 10 times. Other studies included experiences participants reported prior to the age of 18. Adverse childhood experiences were measured retrospectively using three questions about emotional, physical, and sexual abuse prior to the participant's 18th birthday. A positive response to any question about experiencing sexual abuse, the experience of physical abuse more than twice, or emotional abuse more than 10 times. The adverse childhood experience index could range from 0 to 3. Also using age 18 as a cutoff, another study created nine measures of participant self-reported traumatic experiences including neglect, more than six times, emotional abuse, more than six times, physical abuse, experienced more than six times, and sexual abuse, experienced one or more times, parental incarceration, parental binge drinking, witnessing of violence, threatened violence, and experienced violence. A broader examination of economic and social challenges in one study included measures of low socioeconomic status 
family dysfunction, family instability, caregiver child maltreatment, delinquent or age-inappropriate friends, bullying victimization, and school expulsion in childhood. As the above demonstrates, different measures of child maltreatment are utilized in the research. However, most studies include some measure of neglect in their research. Not all studies will use child protection records of maltreatment to determine substantiation. It is most common that researchers will rely on the participant's recollection of events and self-report of any experience of maltreatment or neglect. Following, any reported associations will include a comment on the sensitivity of the measure of maltreatment. Association between childhood maltreatment and adolescent cannabis use. FAQs. Is there a correlation between childhood maltreatment and adolescent cannabis use? Is all abuse or neglect considered to have the same impact on cannabis use? There is an emerging body of evidence utilizing largely retrospective studies that is asking adults about their childhood experiences of an association between childhood maltreatment and adolescent cannabis abuse and dependence. Self-reported experiences of sexual abuse have been associated with higher rates of cannabis use in adolescents, with a twofold likelihood of cannabis abuse and dependence in sexually abused children. Physical and emotional abuse have also been associated with cannabis abuse, use, and dependence in adolescent patients in mental health diagnoses. In a clinical sample, in this case adolescents currently in the hospital for mental health treatment, compared with those who had not experienced any childhood maltreatment or neglect, those who had suffered physical abuse or sexual abuse in childhood were one to two times more likely to have cannabis use histories. In this study, males were 53% more likely to have used cannabis, and adolescents of Aboriginal descent were 2.2 times more likely to have used cannabis. There was also a significant association between age and cannabis use. For every increase in age by one year, cannabis use was estimated to increase by a factor of 15%. This trend held true in both clinical and community samples of adolescents. Youths in groups categorized by having experienced higher trauma that is reported of a greater number of experiences of maltreatment also had a higher likelihood of dropping out of school, having more sexual partners, more arrests, greater likelihood of marijuana use, and greater use of illicit drugs. Trauma was associated with an approximately 50% increase in the past year of marijuana use when participants were followed up during adulthood. The reviewed research suggests a strong association between childhood sexual and physical abuse and cannabis use in adolescents. The association between childhood abuse and later substance use is stronger for adolescents who experience sexual abuse. There was little evidence for any difference between genders with respect to association between childhood maltreatment and cannabis use. Conclusion Two key pathways between childhood maltreatment and adolescent cannabis use examined in the literature are impulsivity and externalizing behavior. Emerging perspectives on addiction suggest that children exposed to unpredictable and adverse home environments develop cognitive preferences for short versus long-term rewards. Essentially, this perspective hypothesizes that the developing child learns to prefer short-term rewards, which contributes to impulsivity and impulsive decision-making. While the influence of childhood abuse and neglect on substance use is well established in the literature, Less is known about the cognitive mechanisms that may underlie this risk. For both alcohol and marijuana use, research has supported that a mediated effect from maltreatment in childhood to early age of substance use via externalizing behaviors and problems in childhood. Maltreatment in early childhood, that is before the age of six, 
predicted children's externalizing behavior, which in turn was associated with an earlier age of onset for both alcohol and marijuana use. Findings were consistent across studies that have found that adolescents who were sexually abused or diagnosed with PTSD often report substance use as a coping mechanism. The need to self-medicate or relieve symptoms associated with stress has been argued as one of the reasons behind substance use by youth who have experienced abuse. The reviewed literature demonstrates that exposure to any type of childhood maltreatment, including emotional abuse or childhood neglect in particular, puts adolescents at risk for earlier onset of cannabis use and a greater likelihood of cannabis abuse or dependence. The frequency of maltreatment predicts cannabis use, dependence, and an early age of onset for both of these behaviors. The association for an early age of onset of cannabis abuse and dependence were significant and consistent for children who had experienced maltreatment. In building an evidence-informed practice, gathering new information and consulting the research is considered a key contribution to decision-making. As you take the above research into consideration, the following questions may help apply it into your practice. 1. How have youth in my care experienced cannabis use in the past? What was my response to these situations? 2. What programs or policies are in place within my organization that support youth to process traumatic experiences? How do I know that the youth in my care have a variety of supports? 3. In what ways do I ensure youth have the information they need about cannabis use? You have been listening to the Parkcast series, episode 55, part 2. Examining the relationship between childhood maltreatment and adolescent cannabis use. The Parkcast series is produced by Practice and Research Together, a membership-based organization that promotes the understanding and use of evidence-informed practice at all levels of the child welfare system. For more information on today's episode or other episodes in the Parkcast series, please visit www.parkcanada.org.